on a very special episode of Interrelations, Relations, Rob and I try not to talk about real estate. Will it work? Will you like it? Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to announce our newest sponsor, Rentspree. Rentspree is LA-based and is a provider of award-winning rental software that helps real estate agents, owners, and renters to simplify and automate the entire real estate rental process. From listing to lease, these guys have got it figured out. With nationwide coverage, Rentspree is an all-in-one platform is known for its easy and secure interface and suite of rental tools, including tenant screening, rent payments, marketing, and renter management. To date, Rentspree has partnered with over 250 of the most influential MLSs, associations, and brokerages, and they have over 1 million users throughout the U.S. That's great. In fact, they just announced a deal with the Miami Association of Realtors. This brings their agent count in Florida to over 120,000 agents with over 600,000 total in the U.S. that is able to access Rentspree through their MLS or association. Rentspree is ranked 625th on the latest Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list in 2022. Also, check out the show notes uh, for Rentspree.com. They just issued a white paper that talks about the opportunities that agents can have by incorporating rentals in their business model. I've written a lot about this. I think it's a great strategy. So please visit Rentspree.com to download that white paper. Thank you, Michael, and the entire Rentspree team for sponsoring Industry Relations. Rob and I really do appreciate it. So go visit Rentspree.com today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very, very special edition of the Industry Relations podcast. Um, this is your co-host, the notorious Rob, Rob Hahn. And of course, with me, as always, is the fabulous Greg Robertson. Hola, Rob. Hola. How are you? Good man, I'm very excited about this episode. I know. I don't know. <laughs> this is just so, this is just a basically a very quick conversation that I think we're we're going into it here. Yeah. So last episode, we just kind of threw at the at the end, kind of had this throwaway remark, like, "Hey, you know, maybe because uh, our listeners think we can banter about anything, right. right? Just about anything." And we said, "You know, what what would happen if we talked about something not real estate?" Now, obviously, in our private lives, when we hang out at dinner or drinks or whatever we will talk about all kinds of shit that's not just real estate so we thought why don't we do an episode where we don't talk about something that's specifically real estate right yeah. and we'll just give it a try give it an experiment and so hey listeners if you hate this or if you tuned in because you're expecting some deep insights into real estate uh, we apologize <laughs> there'll be no deep insights to anything <laughs> this would be two fools just you know yeah who knows? this might spur a real estate conversation so you know but who knows like you know it, it is us so it might turn into something like well but that whatever so the topic we decided to start with we'll start here and then we'll see go for it is uh what's one thing that we all do we all Watch movies, or at least used to. I think I no longer... Television shows, movies. Yeah. yeah. So we thought I might start by... Because I played this game. Sunny hates it. Sunny cannot stand it. She's like, what is <laughs> with you and the top five list? But I always like to do, like, what's your top five favorite movies? And I, you know, I feel like I've asked Greg this once, but I don't remember. So I'm going to start with that. Greg, what's your top five favorite movies? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to list them in order. Um, just, but off, you know, that's right off the top here. Right. So, um, 
yeah, I gotta say, you know, I think as as a as a male American, I have to say the Godfather. Right? Um, I, I I knew I loved you for a reason. Clearly, the best movie of all time. Clearly, I mean, it can't be really questioned. Really, in in in, I would say Godfather One and Godfather Two are really um, very very close. Very, and there was a whole recently. I think it was on Hulu. Uh, a series called The Offer, which talked about yeah. the creation of The Godfather. Another, if anybody hasn't seen that, they should go see that. That was a great, uh, it was really good. Um, I do I do like, uh, uh, you know, really, again, uh, Alien and Aliens, the next one, to me, are almost the same thing. Really great. I mean, the first one was just groundbreaking, but... Um, but it's Aliens, which was just phenomenal. See, oh, it was phenomenal. Kind of, the, the, I, it was I, just always a knew. ride. Yeah. You, and it's like the perfect sci-fi movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Aliens is actually one of two sci- science fiction movies that are worth a damn. And I could tell you why after you finish your list. <laughs> um, I'm just Googling something now because... Okay, so while you're Googling, here's why Aliens is one of two decent sci-fi movies. Okay? My biggest problem with sci-fi movies is they're not internally consistent. Okay, so what I mean is sci-fi requires you to suspend disbelief, right, about something like, well, star travel or, you know, whatever, right, uh, the force, you know, something. But it, you have to suspend some disbelief. But then my thing is within that universe, it has to be internally consistent. Okay? The best example to me is like Star Wars. I've always thought Star Wars is ridiculous for this reason, right? Like the lightsaber cuts through to like every anything right there's scenes where like i think luke skywalker at one point cuts through an ad ad right? right you know with his lightsaber and these are these giant armored beasts you know that like you shoot these uh whatever the cannons at them and it bounces off right and i'm okay why don't you shoot lightsabers at them if the lightsaber right. cuts through everything why don't you shoot or the other thing is you know how lightsabers deflect uh the blasters yeah like that? Why wouldn't you just make armor made of lightsabers? Yeah, well, they cut. If they were cut through anything, they cut through the person wearing it. No, but you would you would you would shield it. But when the phaser hits you, it'll bounce off the the lightsaber underneath. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm not right? sure that's agree. It's, it's shit like that. Like okay, it has to be internally yeah. consistent. Right. Aliens is 100 percent internally consistent. Like the level of technology, you know, the level of weaponry, the level of whatever, everything like makes sense. And it's perfectly consistent. It's it's one of two movies that are internally consistent. Yeah, I don't, I mean, to me, if it's, it's just a good story and the, the way the filmmaker makes it. Oh, of course. It's, it's going. Of course. Okay, right, so the so other one two. I would add, the other one I would add here that might be a head scratcher for some, um, uh, Albert Brooks movie. It's kind of way back in the day here. Um, and you, you got to look it up, up and uh, it's called, it's from 1985 called Lost in America. Ooh, okay. So this is about, um, basically it's about dropping out. It's like this ad exec and decides, you know what, I'm he's writing this advertising down. and he's going to be like the guy's an easy writer and him and his wife are going to get a Winnebago and, and drop out of society and live their own lives, right? And it's just, okay. it's just kind of Albert Brooks is like a really, it's just a funny guy. Yeah. He's got an interesting perspective on things, and it's just dry humor that's so damn funny. Yeah, um, I, you know that would be up there. Um, and I gotta say, we're a Star Wars house here, right? So, Ugh. 
There's nothing like the first Star Wars. I mean, when I was a kid, I was living in San Francisco uh, and stood in line to go see that thing. And it was just when that, you know, when when you saw the Imperial uh, Cruiser coming across the black sky, it was just like amazing, right? And you know, sure. Luke's, Luke Skywalker was always my kind of hero back then. And when they did a what, reboot of when they did the Mandalorian and they brought Luke Skywalker back with his green lightsaber uh, came in. Oh, man, it was all all, all right. the feels Greg. of that, right? So as a Star Wars house, as a Star Wars fan, right, you have to admit Empire is the better movie. Absolutely. As far as a film is, for sure. But, I mean, as far as, like, what made the most impact, it was sure. definitely the first one. Okay. Yeah. Second and now question. my son, Toby, I mean, he has taken it to – I have not gone into, like, he's watched all the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and all the all the other things. So he he knows – I thought I knew a lot about, you know, when I was more of a geek back then. But yeah. now it's like – he reads the books. He he knows way more about all that stuff. Well, you know, well, Dad, you know the t- Count Dukem is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he knows the lore. Oh, he knows all the you know, <laughs> canon, you know, outside of canon. He's just, he's all into that. And it's really special to see him kind of get that. We were actually, I've been, it's funny, just as an add-on, it's like I've been, you know, he is my one son, my one kid that's like more into music. I mean, well, Cole's really into music, but more into, more into electronica kind of stuff. But um, I, 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 been introducing to Toby to to, uh, a lot of the music I like and he's really now a big big fan of the police right so he's always yeah so that was my favorite band in in high school and so he's like all in all into all these songs and he's well do you know this one dad I'm like listen son I know every song they ever made so (laughs) a lot of other things so there's not one you're gonna find but um so he's been he's been getting that that's been really fun to talk about um about that um so is that five yet no, that's uh, four, I think. One last. Yeah, one laugh. Let's see. But while you're thinking, I have yeah. to ask you. Yeah. Okay, I get the whole experience. I get I get all the childhood wonder and all that. But with like the experience now, can we agree that Mark Hamill ruined Star Wars? No. Luke Skywalker, no. Dude, any other actor as Luke Skywalker would have made that movie better. I don't think so. He is such a bad actor. He's so terrible. Uh, you know, I, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, it's just, I, I, maybe it's just because, you know, that, again, Luke Skywalker in my head was is always the, the hero, right? That I, was, I agree. Yes. That Luke Sky- now, but I'm saying Mark Hamill did a great job. Of, somebody else should have played Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, we can talk to the casting. I would say probably Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably my, my next one. Um. As Raiders, as okay. Favorite, uh, favorite movie. Right on. All right. Very I, respectable Gen X list, honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it is a total Gen. <laughs> I mean, I put the, you know, to me, the, the curveball is that Lost in America. I don't know why that movie just really resonated. I yeah. just was laughing my ass off. At I, I almost think you might say, like, um, uh, Defending Your Life, which yeah, is a great Albert Brooks too. movie. But I'm going to check out Lost in America. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he is a very funny man. All right, cool. I'll give you my five. All right, Fat Forever, Godfather, right? Clearly, easy number one. Um, All About Eve. Oh classic. wow! Okay, really? Right. I think it's I, the acting, the writing. It's just phenomenal, and it was the very first. I thought the basically the way they handled the issue of like feminism, being a woman, right? Kind of working industry it was just so well it was so beautifully done so all about eve 
I do broadcast news. Yeah, I'm a love that man. movie. Phenomenal say, movie, yeah. and the subtext of like how fake the media, you know, kind of can yeah. be. It's like, well, I've been living through that my entire life. So you know, but the fact that they talked about it then, and that's is kind of a sad ending, right? Because it turns out that sort of flash and style and sitting on your jacket, you know, like that's the yeah. news that we ended up getting. Um, that's three. The Matrix. Yeah. This was a tough one because it would have been the Matrix or Aliens. Aliens, the second one, because this is the other internally consistent sci-fi movie, right? But I thought I went with Matrix because it has a deeper philosophical, you know, vibe. Yeah, right? it's kind of like is this reality? Is this really real? Like that whole thing. Are we, um, a, are we all in a simulation? Right. Correct. It's yeah. which I actually argued about during my, you know, undergrad philosophy classes. Like, how do we know we're not just a brain in a vat, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, and then five for now and for a good long time. But this could get replaced. Braveheart. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Just I, don't, I just fucking love that. It's just something about it. It's amazing. That one maybe could get replaced because it's starting to get really kind of dated, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that I left out like Pulp Fiction. I can't believe I left out like yep. Rear Window, Alfred yep. Hitchcock's classic yep. one. There, I mean, there's so many out there. Yeah, um, that that's I what's great about the top five. It's yeah. really hard to pick five. Man, it's hard to like. I can't believe I, you know, left out a Quentin Tarantino movie in yeah. uh, the top five there. Right. Um, I liked I liked Matrix a lot. It just, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It just didn't make it up there, but. You know, definitely visual effects and everything else, and you know, and I always, <laughs> I always mispronounce this guy's name, but who? Keanu, 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 it's Keanu. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I always mispronounce that. The, the action star of our good. generation. Yeah, the hmm? action, uh, the John Wick stuff is really the first one was really fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I just rewatched, uh, you know, I just rewatched uh, Gladiator, which I oh, thought was really good. Good right? movie. Yeah, um, that that was fantastic. But Another I mean, so what? What about recently? I mean, recently, I mean, I always, I love the Breaking Bad series. Yeah, you know, on, yeah. On, on that, and then the Better Call Saul. I haven't watched the last season of that. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I watch The Handmaid's Tale, which which is to me kind of fascinating. Okay. Um, I know Sonny watched that. I didn't. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I was, I'm pretty sure the show said men aren't allowed to watch it, so I figured I should. <laughs> chick, was it a chick flick? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no I, I, it was. It's just good acting. <coughs> the main actress there is just yeah. phenomenal. Mad Men was always a a good favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the offer that was recently. Uh, yeah. Another one I saw really really good. It's on Hulu again. I think uh, maybe it was on FX before, but um, the Bear. Dude, the this? bear is amazing. The bear was great. So yeah. good. Uh, I'm actually waiting for season two of oh, that. Oh, I think we all are, right? Because yeah. it just couldn't even imagine that was... Uh... But like, here, what's weird about it is I couldn't explain what's good about it. Yeah. Like, the acting's pretty solid. You know, the yeah. writing's pretty solid. But there's nothing like scintillating, right? It's just really well done. And like the characters end up becoming compelling, right? Even though at the first, like the first episode, I'm like, I don't care about any of the, like these people, and then it just over time's like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, it's there's so a good. Lot of, there's a lot of movies like that, like, and I, I, I don't know why, but you know, in that movie and others, like, you know, you under, I didn't really think I understood the, 
the hierarchy of running a restaurant, right? Where mm-hmm. right. it really is in these higher, it's all about the chef. Right. right? And then, right. which makes sense. That's the guy who's creating the menu. And, and But that person is also, it's the look and feel of the restaurant. It's the right. servers that are in charge of their, all those types of things. And what somebody told me one time, and I think that um, a chef was a good analogy for an entrepreneur, right? Because um, you open up the cupboard, you open up the fridge, you've got these ingredients. What am I going to do with this, right? And I think in the in the context of being like an entrepreneur, that, that's a little bit like, like these are some people that I have, all different, different skills, skill sets. I have this market that I, I mean, I have this customer over here that I'm making this for. How can I take these ingredients and make something out of it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have the great ingredients. Sometimes I have weird ingredients, but I have to like, please this customer in this amount of time. How do I do that? And I always thought that was a, a great um, analogy to, to entrepreneurship. And it's something I'm, you know, I, I read about. So it's, it's, it's an interesting take because there's the other model, right? where the chef is not the entrepreneur, right? The chef is the creative genius. Yeah. And then he usually has a partner who yeah, is the, the entrepreneur, yeah. right? Right, and, so that's, that's definitely, you, know, you see that with co-founders all the time. Right, right. Where yeah. you have the technology genius type, you know, it's like, right. hey, I wanna do that. And then it's like, cool, but I'm the money guy. I'm the business guy. Like, I get it. I'm trying to enable you to do these things, but you know, like that, that, back and forth so that's that's yeah i mean because the restaurant in a way is like the original entrepreneur thing yeah you know I mean? yeah probably right when you what, what is the best thing you could kind of do is like you know on that hierarchy needs foods foods there so let's provide yeah but like it's 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 interesting like um what le- you could go to so many different levels too of like of the napkins yeah when the person comes in what do they see yeah. Um, what are they first delivered? Um, you know, the, the smell, um, the lack of smell, yeah. the bathrooms, the, the, the decor. I mean, you, you know, different chefs or different people in restaurateurs, I guess. Yeah. Can take that level to as much as they want or, 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 or as low as they want or what, what yeah. their focus is. So they're making a lot of choices there. Um, just find that kind of really, you know, fascinating. I mean, I always wish I could kind of open up a, like a jazz club in a way, you know, where it's like, you you have different acts jazz club, different nights okay. or, you know, music, a music club. Right. But like have certain nights, like, you know, it would be blues night on Monday night and it would be X night on whatever night. And yeah. like what you would kind of like, how we would draw people in to, to that type of uh, environment. You'd um, really do a jazz club. Well, maybe more of a music club. Like uh, I just like live music so much. It would be great to like have a place where, you could go and see live music all the time, right? Okay. Um, you know, more of that. I think there should be more of those types of, but really, you know, good, good live music. I think there's probably, um, you know, there's a lot of acts where it's just cover bands or whatever else, but can you, yeah. can you make something that's appealed to original artists and then appeal to, you know, a, a, a I, I would love, I, if I, not, I'm, I don't think I would be in that business at all. I can't imagine it, but if I were, I think I would do a comedy club. Comedy club would be great too. Right. There's a there's one that just opened up here that does here. I mean, really a block away from here um, that has like a, they're trying to get an improv group thing going on. You know, like a Groundlings yeah. type of thing, but here in Orange County or yeah. in Huntington, and they're making they've just moved places that that look that interesting. Another kind of shows I like a lot. Wait, I so like before you. I forget though, because you had mentioned restaurants, the the bear. There's a movie I saw. I think it's on 
Hulu maybe, you know, it might be on Amazon called Delicious. It's a French film. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it's kind of goes, so the idea is this is a story of the very first restaurant in France, right? Because before then there really weren't restaurants, right? So right. The, I, that's the idea. It's a really cool story and it kind of goes into kind of what you're talking about, the art versus the the business and partnerships. So I could, I could recommend that. Yeah, the other one well. that's a good kind of movie in that thing is uh, Burnt, right? It's a, Burnt? Yeah, and uh, it's a story of another chef um, played by, uh, God, who's that guy that was in, you know, famous actor. He was in with Lady Gaga as a country singer. Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, Brad Cooper, right? Okay. So he, he, was in, he was like the main guy there. Um, and it's, you know, all those things are redemption stories where he was at the best restaurant and now he's trying to rebuild himself in a new restaurant, that, that type of thing. Um, sure. But that was a good one. And there's a new one that's coming out and I haven't, and I think it's brand new. It's called the chef or no, the menu. Okay. Um, and that's about, and it looks with Ralph Finnis, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Um, and that looks pretty, Ray Fiennes. Yeah. It looks really interesting. It's like, yes. I mean, and that whole, like that whole, um, and they go over this in, in the, uh, just going back on this restaurant thing. They go over this in the um, in the in the bear of that kind of the I forget what kind of system it is, but there's the sous chef. Yeah. There's the you know everybody has the brigade. Yeah. Brigade. That's what they call the yeah. brigade. So yeah. It's kind of got a military vibe. The French but brigade. That, the French system. brigade and how yeah. that's how that's organized, and like the the whole thing of like yes chef and you know you meet you do the quality check and then you have family supper together as a as a group before. The, the restaurants start that that it's such a and it's so it's also creative right like how do I make these flavors and stuff so mm-hmm. it's like there's so much there that really really reminds me of you know creating you know software or okay. any types of things a creative endeavor um, that's a really it's just it's so fascinating to me that that whole thing so let me ask you it's a little bit a little bit off but because we're talking so much about these types of things do you who do you respect more Okay. Do you respect the avant-garde chef, right? Doing like all this creative new things, you know, doing fusion, whatever, or the chef who's doing the traditional and just executing on it? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I if it's. I think they're just different. I think that they both need to be there. There's experimental filmmakers, right? I mean, you know, what was it like? Andy Warhol had a picture where he just shot the Empire State Building for 24 hours, and that was the movie, right? And that's like, who the hell would sit right. 24 hours just watching a single shot on the Empire State Building? But that, but that I, somehow, but that somehow who? inspired something else, right? There's, and then there's the guys that do the. Uh, um, you know the foam comp comp tea for on you know a single scallop on a you know a, a tea plate that's laid light on fire and you're like yeah, okay, yeah this is the best thing ever I mean yeah I mean you know there's different things on there right I mean um, I'm not I'm not so much of a foodie at all I mean you know my, my <laughs> I, we've been to dinner together I mean it's basically it's you know give me a, a tangeray up with a twist and shake it but like see, a baby that would shut up and a, and a ribeye and some, I, but that's what I'm getting at dude I'm saying maybe it's because I'm old and I'm cantankerous and I'm you know whatever but more and more I'm like you know what I respect the chef I respect the restaurant I respect the chef who could just execute perfectly on a classic you know what I mean like yeah. 
do just give me a ribeye, but that's a super high quality, dry aged, done perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. With mashed potatoes that are just executed perfectly. Yeah. Right. I don't need, you know, like we're whatever. We're showing our this, age here, buddy. We're showing our age. That's all we're doing here. I think this is like this puree of whatever you know, and then the compote of this and. <laughs> And I'm like, look, I respect the hell out of like the technique. I get it. It's like, oh, this is what we had to do. That was, uh, I don't like. There's all these like amazing restaurants, especially here in Vegas, that are really kind yeah. Of God, you're living avant garde. I get it. And I'm like, look, I. But there's times where I'm just like, I just can't deal with it. I just can't like. It's a deconstructed Caesar salad with a puree of this. I'm like, how about just give me a Caesar salad? <laughs> well, it's it's got a it's got a waft of Caesar salad, but that's the soul of this. I mean, like anything else, like you know, you can go too far on anything, right? I mean, you know, so, some of this stuff it just it borderlines on the insane for sure. Um, but that you could say that about anything, about movies, about. Yeah. About um, television shows, about yeah. food, about fashion, about, you know, yeah. just, you know, all of it has that fringe things out there. But I think a lot of times, unless you're pressing the edges there, you know, you're not you're not bringing, you know, you learn from those types of things. Right. 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 Um, no, the creative types, you have to just try new things. Obviously, you're a creative type, you know, you got it. All right. Does this work? But sometimes I guess what I wonder is like. So maybe maybe this is the thought. Okay, the recommendation is like this. Look, if you want to be a super avant-garde restaurant, you want to do the puree of asparagus covered in gold leaf and then, you know, whatever, right? Uh, cooked for 36 hours and braised in, you know, duck fat. Cool, right? Do that. But I feel like you should be required, required to have an appetizer, a main, a salad, a main course, and a dessert that is like as classic and traditional as it gets, <laughs> to show me that you can do those things, right? It's kind of like the modern artists, right? And yeah. I remember getting into this huge argument back in college, maybe about modern art, and I would be like, "This modern art is junk, right? This utter asinine crap," you know, because a lot of it's like, "I'm gonna throw this kind of paint on a," right? <laughs> like, oh, God. Or yeah. the Andy Warhol thing, and, you know, right. I'm just going to, this is art, right? Pay me, and now the paintings were five million. I'm like, I, I could have done that, right? This is what the other side said that kind of convinced me was, that's true, but that guy can also paint a photorealistic landscape. Right. Right? So it's not, he's not throwing ca cans of paint on canvas because that's all he knows how to do. He can do great traditional art. He's just pushed. He's just saying, okay, but what if I tried this? Right. I'm like, okay. I'm not sure all that. those people can do that. Right. I mean, I think there is, but there is something to say about, you know, composition, right. Which isn't really, you know, the, the technical detail, but how things yeah. are laid out, whether it's a splash of paint or, you know, a, a landscape. Right. So yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's my requirement. I think for restaurants is like, show me that you can do the classics and then you could push the envelope, right? But if you can't do the classic, like if you're, whatever, ribeye is awful, right? If you make a grilled cheese and I'm like, I, I could have done that at home, then, you know, then it's like, then don't experiment with shit. Like do the do the basics and then experiment. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, I, the other thing about restaurants is I, I, again, I was talking with my kids and and they were wondering about like, who gets a tip, right? Mm. 
And, you know, this could be some socioeconomic kind of thing, right? But it's like, well, you know, I think it's different in different places. And I know some restaurant models are trying to get rid of that altogether. In some places it goes to the server, right? In some places the server might might also share that with the bus boy or you know, yep. some things like that, but it's all over the place. And like, yep. and, and the question was whether that's fair or not. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I think the server is in control of, of some of the purchasing decision and, and being a guy in sales, I think that there should be some well, sort of, of course compensation for of the guy course. that is trying to um, up that dollar per ticket as much as they can. Um, but you know, there was the guy who made it. I mean, the chef himself, the cooks, <laughs> And the people that clean the toilets and everything else, why is this why is this person valued? I says, Well, son, you could probably look at every company and go, Why is that dumbass sales guy making more money than everybody? <laughs> right. Um so so there's there's that kind of thing I remember uh talking about restaurants as well. Right. Um I, I, another some, another thing yeah. I was I I'll bring up that I think listeners to the podcast can probably relate to is like all the goddamn uh real estate um shows. On, uh, on cable, right? You know, the flipper flop. Yeah. Uh, the you know selling sunset. Selling uh, sunset. Um, uh, m- millionaire agents of yeah. New York or Beverly. Yeah. You know, there's a new one actually that I will say I really do like, um, and it has to do with um, a guy I've met several times, Mauricio, who owns the agency. Yeah. And they're the new one on Netflix is called Buying Beverly Hills. Okay. Right. And what it's about is. You know, Mauricio owns the agency. He has a family team within that, right? And then they have other teams yeah. in within the agency, right? Yeah. And just the dynamic of like having a family, you know, your your daughters are are both agents. Um I really think that um you know, just the dynamic more more than other things are just it's a relationship with the agents hating each other and there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But that family kind of nepotism ish everything going on and how they're dealing with that as a family in that business yeah. is really fascinating. So I would recommend everybody kind of watch uh, Buying Beverly Hills on Netflix. It's really, okay. of, of those types of genre shows, I think it's really well done. I'm glad you brought this because I have to ask you, um, don't you think all of those uh, shows have actually been really harmful oh, yeah, to the totally. industry? Oh, to, I don't know about harmful, but... So I think it's harmful. It. Hold, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. We, we talk about this a lot. Real estate yeah. is an aspirational business, right? It's, it's like something like they, they think they can do it, but only a few can. Saying that, that those shows are kind of harmful is like saying, Greg, don't you think that Harry Styles is, you know, the records he put out is harmful to people wanting to be singers or, or you know, put any sort of like people that have made it and they, they, they do a show upon are they are really the, are that is that harmful? But I mean, I think that adds to the kind of aspirational thing. Not not everybody can do that. Not everybody makes it, so to speak, right? So, um, you yeah, have to have that, right? I mean, it, it, there's got. I don't know if it's unharmed, but but it definitely is. I think created a, and I see them. I you know I've seen these guys at the show at these real estate shows. It's like, you know, you're you know sometimes I'll do booth booty or do boo, do booth duty. I say duty in a booth. That's probably mm-hmm. the, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see these guys. They're in tight cut suits. They're walking the show floor and they're looking really good. And, like, they probably got no clue what the fuck they're doing. But that's the way they saw the guy in, on uh, on one of these real estate shows and how they dressed and how they're supposed to behave. But, you know, instead they're talking to vendors at a booth, right? I mean, 
Yeah. Harmful? I don't know harmful. Uh, so here's my argument for Unrealistic harmful. expectations, maybe. I, I think it's harmful because it, again, there there are some sh some of the shows I know are different. You know, like a lot of the you realize we've, shows. You realize we've gone into real estate now, like we uh, predicted. Hey, man, how could you avoid it? <laughs> right? How could you avoid it? But what I mean is like some of the fixer-uppers, like, hey, we bought whatever, and then here's like we're going to re you know renovate and then flip it. Okay, that's different. I'm talking about like... Literally, it's in the name, buying Beverly Hills, selling Sunset, millionaire real estate agents, New York, Atlanta, whatever, right? So it's, talk, it's, it's almost, and you could call it aspirational, but it almost suggests that real estate agents are all rich, glamorous, like, you know, hanging yeah. out, you know, the celebrities and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's 0.1% of 0.1% of real estate. Right. So maybe the part is like, can we counterbalance it? Right. With like realtors of Des Moines. Like, can we show? <laughs> right. Like, well, you know I mean, what I'm saying, you know, is, is the NBA harmful? Right. You could it say that. There's kind of is. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it kind of is. Watch. Um, you know, this is really funny. <laughs> the NBA of Des Moines. I don't think so, man. No, hold on a second. Hold on. There's a big there's. And first of all, NBA <laughs> is kind of harmful. <laughs> Because if you go and talk to like some of the people that are working in like the low-income black community or whatever, they, one of the points they make is, look, if you just went into, say, coding or engineering, you're going to make a lot more money. But because of the NBA, every kid wants to be an NBA star. It's like you're not going to make it. St like statistically, it's not going to happen, right? All I'm saying is the real is more is like imagine there were a series that wasn't just focusing on all the – stupid family drama or whatever and with the glamorous blondes like but nobody's gonna watch that shit dude dude i bet you i bet you some people would find it fascinating okay let's like, okay here what's we, it we, actually we're like? sending the postcards out they're gonna go to our farm tomorrow be ready on the phones because we might get some phone calls no they want to watch hot chicks and hot guys I having drama it. with each other. I mean, come on. I get it, but you come know, on, because when you're when you're doing so much about real estate, like, could we have one show? How about that? Could we have one show, right, where it's just showing like an average, smaller, mid-sized brokerage in an average suburb, and all of the tra you know the travails and the pain and the problems? Because fact of the matter is, there are travails and pains and the problems, right? Like, hey, we thought we had this buyer, and last minute he falls out. Right. Or we have some conflict. Hey, this agent on the other side really hates my guts and how do I deal with that? You know, uh, some of these like ethical problems, like, you know, whatever. I'm trying to double, I have to double end this deal. And, you know, how do I, it's like, there's, there's enough drama without bringing in the glamorous, like, Hollywood shit is all I'm getting at. Can we get one show that does that? Yeah. Uh, Fuck it. Make I mean, it a web I, I series. Think I think it's, I think it's hot guys and hot, hot chicks fighting. I think that's what it's all about. You know what? Here, here's a suggestion. Driving make it fancy one, cars and going into make it on cars. YouTube. Make it a YouTube series. Okay. Right? Documentary. In fact, somebody listening to this should think about doing this. Like, get a camera, get whatever, and just record and then send it to an editor and then have them put together a... Record an average real estate agent doing their job? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think... That, behind the, the, behind well, the scenes. That would shit. probably have the opposite effect of what we're talking about. It would, I don't know. it would discourage people from getting in the business, right? You know, that might not be a bad thing, right? Especially what's happening, what's coming out. Like, I, 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 look, I think it would be actually be fascinating, right? I think it would be actually be fascinating to just kind of see some of the behind-the-scenes shit that has to happen, right? 
Yeah. Well, because you and I have sort of seen it. Yeah. The other thing, um, I don't know, you know, again, going back to like the different shows and maybe again, because I, I tend to kind of lean towards more uh, when I'm watching TV on the, the, the competition shows. Like I always loved like, and I know they have new ones. It's like, like a project runway. Okay. Chopped where, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have these teams or individuals and it says, okay, you know, like project runway would like, we want a dress that, you know, that means Napa, right? Or some fucking theme, right? And then those, all those six, seven, eight, nine, ten people have to give their version of what that means. And yeah, then at the yeah. end, they have, and then you show the process, yeah. the creative yeah. process of yeah. that. And in the end, they, they, they do the runway, and then these celebrity judges judges what they think is the best. Man, I love that shit. I want to be one of those guys. I don't even, I can't sew. I yeah. can't cook. I can't. Yeah. The Great uh, British Bake Off. Bake Off or bake or anything. But I, I, I'm like, I just love the the crucible of like, whatever I, you know, whatever like I do for a living, I want to, you know, I, this is why I think I like those uh, pitch battles at, um, yeah. maybe that's the closest for me is a pitch, right? Where I go to these pitch battles of different vendors doing their pitch on their products. Fuck, I love that shit. Yeah. I, I just like, because it's delivery, it's the idea and then, you know, how do you get that point across? And then there's judges to say, yeah, this, you know, Dominus Omnis, you won, right? That, that yeah. kind of thing. But I yeah. could I could watch those kind of shows all all live long day, right? And I'm, you know, I'm watching these. My wife's sitting there like, that dress sucks. That doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just whatever. Right? Sonny and I do the opposite. Like, neither of us really eat carbs. And we're oh, just God. like glued to the Great British Baking Show. Like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> you're dreaming about it later right yeah. like, it's because just fascinating well like we, neither of us will really eat it but uh you know like okay yeah so is there like a real estate version of that of a, uh well i guess you know the great listing presentation you know Ooh, that would be i like cool. that yeah i like uh, that so there's here's something the there right i mean there's something you know, there maybe cloud cma could sponsor that or something Hey, is anyone listening? I'm just saying. Yeah, so so that's that's the deal, right? Where um you know, there's a I'm going to sell my house and like the the realtors will come in there and they'll pitch what, you know, they're all about, right? And you'll see some realtors come in there with MLS printouts, some come up with a full package, you know, some How about this? It's it's not it's we're going these whatever, four eight realtors, your your contestants, right. okay? This person is going to sell the house. Okay. You need to, so you have the listing, quote unquote. You need to come in with your best marketing campaign idea, whatever, you know, thing. Okay. And judges will evaluate them based on, you know, quality. Well, not the seller, but judges. I mean, it's a seller that they're trying to. Judges with the seller. With the seller. Okay. With the seller, as well as budget and effectiveness. Right. And then the seller at the end will pick one of them. It's like, okay, I want you to list my house. Yeah, I think to me, it, that's that's exactly what a listing presentation is. That's a an agent coming in, telling them what their marketing and what their package is going to be. And then right. the seller, but you're adding a judge, which I think actually makes sense to kind of say what. I would add like three judges, right? Along with, and what I'm saying is, it's not just a listing pitch. It's like, now you, you quote have the listing. What would you actually do? Like, show me what the camp. You know, in other words, it's not just a ca- out of you know canned. This is kind of the standard what I do, right? It's more like this is for your house. Like, here's what I'm putting together. 
right? Right. And Maybe including like, things like photography, right? right? Like it's basically act as if you've already got the house. Act as if you're going you're going to list the house. Obviously, you'd have to pay them a little bit to participate, so they could spend money on photography or drone shots or whatever it is, right? But that's what the show would pay the agents to do. But that's the competition, right? Was right. there was also in one, um, it was kind of similar. It was called uh, "Buy My House," and this is one that was Glenn Kelman was in, right? Okay, and it was a little bit of a difference there, where the sellers would have to come in. And it was Kelman and a few others, yeah, real estate aficionados, and and uh, the sellers would pitch, buy my house to these guys, and what price it was, mm-hmm. and you know, and then Glenn and the others would like say, okay, I'll buy that for seven hundred thousand, but not the million two, and here's why, right? You know, um, blah blah blah. So there was it was a little bit of twist to that, but it wasn't um, it was the sellers making the pitch, not a professional agent, right? So okay. Um, that, that would be kind of, there's a little twist on that for sure. Or, okay. How about this? How about you have a listing? Okay. And you have four buyers. Okay. And the four buyer agents have to get the best possible deal for their client. Right. And the winner as by the judges, right. And that will be the offer that the seller would accept is the one that whatever right and yeah, so it's not necessarily be, money it's a little more complicated too though right what's that the buy side's a little more complicated than that. yeah that, one, that one's probably not going to work as well i don't know here we are trying to come up with reality tv shows for real estate okay well let's let's think about this like what about <laughs> movies okay or shows that where real estate is a you know, like Modern Family is one, sure. I think. Sure. With Phil, right? Yeah, um, that's easy. An yeah. agent, right? Um, There's think, a. You know, what's that well, one where with the zombie? Uh, I use her clip um, where she has to eat, like, people. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, she was an ET. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew uh, Barrymore. Yeah. I've, I well, haven't seen that. Always Sunny in like Santa yeah. Clarita or something like that. Yeah, something like that, right? Something like that. Santa Clarita Diet, something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah she's a realtor. Um, um, I remember that movie, American Beauty. It was with yeah. uh, Kevin Spacey and her. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Was, um, and it's, I love that movie. I love that scene where it's like she takes off her kind of nice suit. And I will sell this home. And she's yeah. vacuuming and getting it ready. And, like, and then she hooks up with the king of real estate. That's right. That that was hilarious. What other famous realtors um, out there? God, that's movies? a good question. I remember uh, American Psycho and the guy had like killed somebody in some apartment. He went back to go clean up the body, but some realtor had already done the work and was trying to sell the thing or something. (laughs) And there's always those classic, um, every movie and especially as somebody kind of rising up and they've just made their first million or, you know, they just got their great job of the, you know, the, the gum smacking short. Yeah. Yeah. Real estate agent. Yeah. And talk about floors and whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's looking around at the skyline. And then what does he say? I'll take it. That's right. I'll take yeah. it. That's got to be like, I wonder why, but if anybody, is that a URL? Right. I'll take be, it. I'll take it. Should be a, a URL that somebody should buy. 
Um, I, I'm at T-shirt, right? It feels like a new Greg Robertson project. Yeah, you know, no, I'll take like it. Dot com. I mean, I'll yeah. take it. Dot com, or just like just T-shirts that say "I'll take it." So let's put it differently. Is there any portrayal of a realtor in a real positive light in TV or movies? Po- I mean, some of those things are not like negative. They're not negative, but it, the clear implication for a lot of that is the realtors just kind of like doing this and then the our hero is like i'll take it right phil like he's a he's a friendly character but i don't know that he's no but i mean you know these are all tropes right i mean you know that's what i mean they're all tropes they're all stereotypes yeah Yeah, they're all stereotypes right so they're not gonna you know they're not gonna go beyond script but you know where the realtor's the hero i you know god i don't know or just portrayed in a positive light right no, I don't. I, don't I can't think, think of I, one. I can't think of one. I think they're all just they're just <laughs> like, stereotypical. Not even like classic movies, you know, where we just see some like from the 40s and 50s or something, you know, where the right. realtor's like, "Hey, you know, let me help you or I need to sell this house for you, widow lady because, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Your husband died in the war and you know, th- there's nothing like that. Um the closest I could come to, the closest is it's such a wonderful life. Right. Well, yeah, he's, but that's a mortgage company. Correct. Right? But that's exactly, Bailey he's not a realtor, right? right? But he talks about like, everyone deserves a home and I'm building this, right, development. So I, to me, that's the closest you come, right. you know, to kind of that idea. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it, you know? So, so any, we need- any, any recent movies you've seen um, that like, you know, were, were like, oh, that was really good or something? I think the last movie I saw, oh, Last movie I saw in a theater, and I probably watched it four times since, is Maverick. <laughs> oh, man, that was a great. I mean, talk about Gen X. All the feels, man. Okay. So Maverick, yes. You haven't yes. seen Maverick yet? I have. We saw it in the theater. Yeah. But this is what Sonny and I both agreed on. Okay. It was fantastic entertainment. Right. We were entertained the entire way through. Okay. Jennifer Connelly is ageless and... Yeah. Unbelievable. Perfect casting choice. Perfect yeah. casting choice. Um, I don't know about perfect, dude. I mean, you know. I, I, mean, I don't know. How old is he? 55, 60. He's almost 60, right? He's got to be. I'm just saying, like, I, 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 I get it, but I could have done without Val Kilmer. Oh, you thought that was a bit much, huh? I thought, I mean, it, it was a little too, I felt like they forced it in order for the nostalgia. But if they just said, whatever, ghost, whatever his name is, Iceman or whatever, Iceman, right? Yeah. Uh, he died in a training accident and then said, introduce a new character is like this Val Kilmer's son. Like, I would have been just fine with that. Yeah, right? I got to disagree. Something like that. I, but, think, I think you needed that kind of nostalgia, really. It just, it was one of the components you put in there. Uh, I don't know, man. We had know. plenty of nostalgia. But anyway, but point being, but it wasn't a great movie. What are you talking about? It was about? barely a good movie. Oh, what are you like, talking the about? The acting oh, is, was not great. The writing was this not great. The story movie. was not good. What are, you, what are you talking about? It, it, it just everything. wasn't. Dude, about? come on. When, come you on. Know, when he takes off in the fucking 10, Mach, Mach 10 plane and it goes yeah. over the guy and blows off the... Th- I mean, every... I mean, it had No, everything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, like, this okay, so they... So Tom Cruise or whatever somehow sneak in and steal an F-16 or F-18 Tomcat. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because... Absolutely. Oh, f- okay, just because it's sold... Movie. What? It's yeah, fine. Movie. 
But you're telling me that the enemy didn't have guards around this forty million dollar jet fighter plane that's they just armed? Blew up the place. They just the the, the the guards were trying to help people uh, that were just blown up. Dude, by I'm sorry. The the, you, you, just, you don't leave a fighter jet pilot you that's do armed when you're when you're running. Oh, no, you don't leave it unguarded. I'm sorry. You don't leave it unguarded. That's the plot hole. That's a ginormous plot hole. Yes, that's a big one. Right. The dialogue was weak. Wait. I mean, it wasn't great. No. Right. I'm just saying it was a, it was a fun, well, hold on. great so, movie. Because that's a that's a nine to me. What is it to you? What? The, Maver- Maverick. Because hey, seven. You're a Gen Xer. Yeah, seven. Okay. Unbelievable. How could you make that a nine? Oh, it's a seven. It's a nine. Oh God, please. I mean, please. The lines are so dumb. Like the scene of them playing what beach football or something. Yeah. Which was trying to evoke the whole beach well, volleyball the whole thing scene. Was about, I mean, that's what, that's what made it kind of work. Was it was it was bringing lame. back that kind of all the feels you had back then when you saw it first of all, right? And, and my, and my point is, I didn't. The thing off the, I didn't the get ninja. all the feels now. It's so it's it was like it's it was so transparent. It was too obvious. I'm sorry. It was, it, so good. It was, it was fun. So it was good. entertaining. I didn't mind it. I didn't Let's put, mind. I can't believe you went back and saw it four times. Like I wouldn't have gone back well, to I, see Matt. I made. I you know one of them was on a plane. Right. So okay. Well, that's different. Coming yeah. back from that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, watched it with the kids. Yeah. I think we saw it twice in the theaters. So for me, and this is where Sunny and I fight. For me, like again, Maverick was really fun, entertaining. I would, I didn't regret it. It was great use. I'm just saying, it wasn't a great movie. Great movie, The Northman. Northman was good. The last like I saw. It. Yeah. Bloody as fuck. Ooh. Sunny did not enjoy it, but. Yeah. That's a great movie, like with the dialogue, that, the plot, the acting. Than, that was not better than, than Maverick, dude. No. It was I better in every conceivable way than Maverick, except less entertaining. Well, as a movie, as a film, right? Well, it was it's, unreal. It's a movie is supposed to be entertainment. I, I'm not disagreeing. Like I just said, I enjoyed Maverick, but I'm saying if you look at it as a creative work of art, it wasn't, it wasn't The oh, Northman. Geez. The Northman was phenomenal. Like that's, that's filmmaking, like... Mm. God damn! Like yeah, that's. Yeah. That was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, I actually enjoyed Dune, but uh, that's because I'm a Dune freak, and I know this. I, so I thought the visualization was pretty yes, well done. Very vi- the vibe. Um, again, you know, I think I knew that before. I think we, we right. both have been quoting the. Uh, but but hearing G- Jihad, right. I mean, it's right. But about it. as Sonny pointed out, if you didn't know anything about Dune. If you hadn't watched like the first movie, the 1980s movie. Well, and even if you watched the 1980s movie, that even that right, is, even if you did yeah, to some extent, more, she's like, more I don't. For she's like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? She, I was like, I get that. That's that is a very fair. It was basically was a movie. Yeah. It was basically a movie made for people who are already fans of Dune. Yeah. And already knew every bit of the story. Well, and also for that that actor, Timmy, Timmy. Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Who's it's actually pretty good, you know. I have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see. I saw Apollodrides as like a bit more. I don't think. Can we use this word masculine? But you know, whatever. You didn't think this Duke Paul was masculine? Eh, uh, you know, I don't know. I just I pictured him, a bit, you know, taller and. I thought it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was all right. Um, I I like this Lady Jessica more. Okay. Sure. Uh, the Bene Gesserit. Um, yeah. I I much preferred this Baron Harkonnen. 
Oh, then the yeah, that, the, other the, one the big fat guy, like whatever. Yeah. yeah, he was like a clown. This one, I thought was like, oh no, like Very he's right. He's not a clown. He was much more well, like David Darth Lynch has Vader. got a whole different aesthetic than this, right? So this is a different, yeah. whole different yeah. thing. So that that's the last one. Um, yeah, man. See, we managed to banter for an hour about things not real estate. That's good. Well, there was. Although we did kind of, yeah. we had to, right? right? So Cause... we we agree on the Godfather. So that's good. <laughs> We agree a lot. Uh, give all about Eve a shot. Okay. I'd be curious, you know, like no, watch I, with I, your I've wife. I've probably seen it, but it's been a while. And uh, that's one thing, like my wife won't do black and white or subtitles. Oh. Oh. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's just like Sunny. Sunny like, won't what do. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's all. That's the good stuff right there. I'm like, there's so many great foreign films, like yeah. so many great. Yeah. And some of the old, like classic Hollywood, like, I'm sorry, they can't, they can't be beat. They're so good. They're so tight. Yeah, I mean, some of my fondest memories. I mean, was, and I was probably you're talking. I'm talking about fifth grade, but you know, living in San Francisco, and my uncle would take me, and we would go to these kind of art house movies. Yeah, yeah. Movie theaters and see those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, I didn't halfway understood it, but um, just a whole different, you know, whole yeah. different genre of movies that I never really. No, I was in like a lot of people see junior high school. High school, I got somehow into like the art house shit because I was a nerd. And I remember going on a date and taking the girl to uh, Au revoir les enfants, which is the mm. French film about like Nazi occupation of France. I thought it was magnificent. She was like, we didn't have a second date. She was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, I, I remember like, seeing... You're not for me. Seeing, <laughs> if everybody's ever seen the two, <laughs> right? And which is a little bit kind of a war, dark war thing about a kid... Um, yeah, crazy. Another yeah. crazy film. Yeah. So, you know, those of us, like, yeah, when my friends were going to watch Top Gun, maybe this is why I don't have the nostalgia feels, right? When they were going to watch did Top Gun. Did you see the original Top Gun? I did, of course, but not, yeah. like, I, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. I probably yeah. did. I can't remember. It was yeah, so long it, ago. That, that might be it. You didn't have that connection. Right. That really like, I went, yeah. But I was also going to, you know, like, these French films and, right. you know, Foreign okay. cinema, because I was a nerd, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. So, all right, man, good shit. We'll good see shit. how, you know what? I, I would really appreciate our listeners, our Maybe people. they will comment on this stuff. Yeah, telling us whether they like this. <laughs> like, should we do this, like, once a year? You know, like, we could make this, like, a, we should have done this a couple of years. We could have done, like, a Christmas tradition, like, movies to watch over between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. Or binge-worthy TV shows, according to Rob and Greg. Something like that. Well, the other thing here is, like, I'm I'm looking at the calendar, so this is probably going to come out the week after Thanksgiving, so... Okay. You know, so the, November this 30th will be part, or yeah. something? Yeah, so, so movies still, and TV shows for the slow season, right. which for real estate is between Thanksgiving and New Year's. So then we have to kind of think about, we're going to probably have a prediction show. Yes, you know, maybe we should, I mean, I'm, you know, this is a little bit of meta here for the podcast, but man, I would like to get like two or three others for that kind of prediction show. Ooh, right. that'd be great. Yeah. Let's think about that. Okay. I like okay. that. All right. All right. And that's like, to me, you know, around the 16th ish. I don't know. Right? We'll figure it out, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Thanks for everyone for uh, Thanks, it, for, uh, for indulging us when we're not talking real estate stuff. But hopefully we had fun, so hopefully you had fun as well. And uh, yeah, please comment. Let's see if we'll get some public this may be comments. The first or one. last. We'll yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everybody.